You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Seated. Glory to God. Yeah, welcome this morning to church. It's good to see you bright and early. We have been talking about um, on the Thursday meetings, we've been dealing with the subject of faith. Um, Why do we have to talk about faith like this? Because the just shall live by faith. Yes? Yes. The just shall live by faith. And. if you've missed any of this, I want you to go back and listen to them. Go to the podcast and listen because it's all part of the building process. It's building you up and building something in you that is going to be formidable. I many people want to be giants in the faith. <laughs> I want to be a faith giant. So for you to be a giant, um, there's a lot that has to go into you. <laughs> there's a lot of growth that has to take place. There's a lot of stretching. Um, there's a lot of challenges you have to face, but you will overcome them. Amen. And the good thing is that every challenge you overcome makes you stronger. Yeah. It makes you bigger. Because by the time you finish with that, that thing is now below you. Okay? Once you've been able to overcome something, that's why you must not run away from challenges. Don't run away from from situations that are meant to build you up. If you would um, face them and overcome then you're going to be stronger. And you gain a reputation in the spirit, by the way. Yeah. Because it will be known that you dealt with that thing. To be recorded. So we see in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, different people are, are mentioned and there are different qualities that are highlighted about their lives, about their faith. The advantage we have over them is that we can learn from all their lives. (laughs) We can add that to us. But look at a man like Abel. I mean, he was like first generation, right? Oh, yeah first generation of Adam's descendants. So he didn't have very much. And we know that his life was even cut short. So he didn't have time to develop much. But yet, he is recorded in Scripture. And the Bible commends him for his have time to develop other aspects of faith 
But for the one that he developed, he was a giant. And so let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. I mean chapter 11 verse 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. Can you imagine that? So, all Abel mastered was how to sacrifice by faith. That's all he mastered. So, you cannot talk about sacrificing by faith without mentioning Abel today. So, Abel has become a major pillar in the kingdom so far as sacrificial faith is concerned. So, what kind of faith are you developing? What are you going to be known for? By the time the story of your life is being told, what's going to be said about you? Imagine what was said about Cain. <laughs> they say, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So even Cain just being mentioned there is, in, <laughs> is just by, just for the purpose of comparison. He offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. So I want to share with you this morning on the faith that sacrifices. There is a faith that sacrifices. Last time we were talking about the faith that passes through, right? But now there is a faith that sacrifices. And Abel is our example of this kind of faith. And not just an ordinary sacrifice, it's an excellent sacrifice. It takes faith to sacrifice excellently. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. He didn't offer it to anybody else. He didn't offer it to his ancestors. <laughs> okay, Adam was still alive anyway, so... <laughs> he only had God to offer to. So by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. And because of this, the Bible says that he obtained witness that he was righteous. 
Can you imagine that? He became, he, he, God testified that Abel was righteous. Now, what was it that made him righteous? Was it the sacrifice? Or was it the faith? Come on. The faith, that's right. The faith with which he sacrificed is the faith that made him righteous. We see that about our father Abraham. By, right, by faith, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So that means that Abel understood faith. He understood faith. And because of that, although he's dead, he's still speaking. So that means you can be gone and your faith will still be speaking. Your faith will still be speaking. Today we are talking about Abel. Today we are talking about his sacrifice. His excellent sacrifice. Let's look at Genesis chapter 4. I read from verse 1. Genesis chapter 4 from verse 1. It says, Now Adam and Eve, uh, Adam knew his wife, knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you shall rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me, to me from the ground. Hmm? <laughs> so now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. My Lord, that is heavy. Do you know that there are still people today who, out of jealousy, because God is, because God is accepting their brother, because God is accepting their sister, they don't like, they now hate the brother. It's like, okay, why is God blessing why is God blessing her more than me? 
Why is God blessing him more than me? Why is God using her more than me? <laughs> Why is she more anointed than me? <laughs> I've seen that. But God was saying to Cain, listen, Cain, this thing you're doing, sin is lying at the door. This attitude you have is not good. It's not going to help you. If you do right, you will be accepted. God is not against you. He just wants you to do right. Amen? But Cain didn't listen to God. And he went, went on and did what was in his heart by getting rid of Abel. Now, getting rid of Abel, did it make him accepted? <laughs> so sometimes you think that when you get rid of people, you will now be better. Isn't it? No, okay, she's the favorite in the office. So the best thing is, let me spoil things for her. But that doesn't make you better. <laughs> Just do right. <laughs> Just do right. But that should tell you that Cain didn't have faith. Yeah. Because if he had faith, he would have been able to please God. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that by without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That means that when Abel brought his sacrifice, he came by faith. He approached God by faith. So his faith gave him access to God. Okay? His faith got him God's favor. Put it that way. By faith. But Cain, <laughs> he was a tiller of the ground. So, and interestingly, there is still a place for for Cain in God's scheme of things. Because later on in, 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 in the um, mosaic era, we see that there's a place for grain offerings. Do you understand? Yeah, Moses taught them to offer grain offerings. So there's a place for grain offerings. But Cain, hello, if you can come by faith, not by your works, not by your works, because the grain speaks of your works. He was a tiller of the ground, so it was by his works. It was by his works, so he was trying to come to God by his works. But Abel, no. He was just a keeper of sheep. He was just keeping what God made. Okay? And he came by faith. That's why God accepted him. And even up till today, if anybody does not come to God by faith, I'm telling you, God will not accept him. 
God is not moved by our tears. He's moved by our faith. He's not even moved by our needs. He's moved by our faith. I know oftentimes we say, oh, he will meet you at the point of your need. It's just a good sounding statement. He'll meet you at the point of your need. It's a good sounding statement. To be biblically accurate, he'll meet you at the point of your faith. Why? There are needs all over the world. How come God is not moved? There are people, you know, hungry. There are people homeless. Come on. There are people starving. There are people dying. There are people sick. Why doesn't God just move? Those are needs. Am I correct? But how come all those people are not experiencing God? Lack of faith. So God will meet you at the point of your faith. So if you say, oh, well, Lord, can't you see how I'm suffering? He can see. But he can't see faith. He can see your condition, but he can't see faith. So if he doesn't see faith, he's not moved. Smith Wigglesworth said, God will bypass a thousand people and get to you. If you are the last on the line and you have faith, he will walk past everyone and come to you. Isn't that interesting? So has God changed? No, he hasn't. In fact, our generation is even, our own judgment will be stricter because we have so much revelation. We have so much knowledge now. If we don't apply the word of God, we are in trouble. Because Abel didn't have what you have today. And yet, he was able to, to please God. Huh? He was able to please God. So there is a faith that sacrifices. But now you see that he's in fact, the Bible, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. The Bible makes it very clear that Abel's, um, Abel's offering was a sacrifice. Verse 4. He says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. My, oh my. So, most of us today, we give, but we don't sacrifice. Do you understand? We, 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 we can give, but we don't know, we don't understand sacrifice. Because it's by faith. It takes faith to sacrifice. It doesn't take faith to give. It takes faith to sacrifice. Because when it is a sacrifice, then it's costly. Do you understand me? 
It is costly if it's sacrifice. But if it's just to give, you, you can just give. Hmm? Many times, how many people, you go to the parking lot and there are some parking attendants, you know, they look out to your car for you, then you drive off. I hope you give them something. <clears throat> yes. What you give to them, is it a sacrifice? Have you ever sacrificed for any of those guys? So, many believers today, that's how they give to God. So, it's out of convenience. <laughs> it hasn't entered the realm of sacrifice. To some people, tithe is a sacrifice. <clears throat> According to your faith, be it unto you. The truth of the matter is that there is a place in your faith where God will demand sacrifice. There is a place in your walk with God where He will demand sacrifice. He will demand what costs you something. And I hope you've gotten there before with God. If you haven't, get ready. It's coming. Hello? Did you hear me? You didn't say amen to that. Amen. But whether you say it or not, it's coming. If you want to become a friend of God, it will come. It will come. He will ask you to sacrifice. So, to Abel it was a sacrifice. To Cain, it was just, yeah, just one of those things. And you see that in the life of Abraham as well. In his walk with God, he got to a point that God asked him to offer Isaac. Can you imagine? He waited for 20, 25 years for this promise. This guy, I mean, would you do that? 25 years of waiting. Then finally, the boy arrives. And he watches him growing, growing, growing. Ma, he is getting more handsome as the days go by. And Abraham is seeing himself in this boy. And this is the boy of promise. This is the one that God says, through him, I will fulfill this promise. Huh? Through him, I will fulfill this promise. And God waits until he has become a young lad, looking good, his biceps and everything showing now. He's talking, and you know, when he walks, it gives Abraham some pride. Hmm? But what happens? God decides to test him. Yes? Look at, look at verse 17. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested... Offered up Isaac. For he had received the promises. Offered up. His own begotten son. You see. By faith. Abraham. When he was tested. Offered up Isaac. So it takes faith. To sacrifice. 
It takes faith to sacrifice. You see that in Genesis 22. That's the faith we're talking about. Let's look at Genesis chapter 22. Abraham. <laughs> I don't know how he got out of the house to go and carry out this. How he convinced Sarah. Do you think he told her? Huh? Huh? Okay. If, if, if you were Abraham, would you tell Sarah? You would just go and do it. <laughs> ah, she's the one that knows how long she waited. She's the one that knows the kind of ridicule she faced. Huh? She's the one that knows the kind of pain she went through. She's the one that was mocked by Hagar. And now this boy is born. Huh? Then Abraham wakes up one day and says, uh, Hello, honey. <laughs> God spoke to me last night and he said I should kill Isaac. Hey. <laughs> I don't even want to picture it. He said, you and I your God will die now. <laughs> well, I'm sure she was a mother of woman of faith as well. Amen. Okay, look at what the Lord said. The Bible says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. Why did God emphasize this? He says, take now your son, your only son. Where is Ishmael? Why did he call Isaac his only son? Didn't he have Ishmael? Where is Ishmael? God doesn't recognize the flesh. So in God's scheme of things, the product of the flesh does not exist. Ishmael was a product of the flesh, not of the spirit. So, so far as God is concerned, Isaac is your only son. <laughs> He's your only son. Huh? Whom you love, the one you love, God has seen your love for him. He can see when you wake up in the morning and you hear his voice. Ah! He knows how it does your heart. <laughs> he can see all of that. And then he now says, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. Not, this is not, God was not telling him it's going to, be, going to happen figuratively. No. Abraham knows how to offer burnt offerings. 
Do you understand? Yeah, so you kill the animal. Yeah, you tie it, you kill it. Then you burn it. So God says, offer him to me as a burnt offering. It takes faith to offer that which your heart is attached to. It takes faith. There is a faith that offers sacrifice, an excellent sacrifice. Glory to God. Hey, my Lord. And then you see here that Abraham, look at the next verse. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey. The guy didn't even waste time. God told him at night, early in the morning. I'm sure Sarah was still sleeping. Isaac, yes, dad, get up, get up. We're traveling. Let's move. Come on. Got the servant. Put it at the donkey. Let's, let's move. Sarah will be back. <laughs> huh? And they went. The Bible says in verse 4, On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place of Pharaoh. They've been traveling for three days. Why would God lead him to travel for three days just, to, just, just for an offering? God has given him enough time to change his mind. Hmm? God never compels us to do his will. He will never force you. He gives you opportunities to change your mind. Day one, they're still going. Can you imagine what's going on inside Abraham's heart? What am I going to do? How are we? Isaac. Huh? He saw the place of Pharaoh. Let's read on. Come on. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Notice. What did he say? You stay here with the donkey. I am going with Isaac. We are going to worship. And... He didn't say, I will come back. He says, we will come back. Was Abraham going to obey God? Was he going to kill Isaac? We will come back. What does that mean? By faith. Do you know that prior to this time, nobody, there's no record of God raising the dead. Yes? There's no record of God raising the dead. So, where would Abraham had gotten the idea that I'm going to kill this boy on this mountain, but we will come back to you? Faith. Amazing. We will come back to you. Then if you go back to Hebrews chapter 11. 
Hebrews chapter 11. He says, verse, verse, verse 19, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. So Abraham made up his mind. This kind of offering that sacrifices, this kind of faith that sacrifices, says that, look, I'm going to offer this, and I know that God is able to raise this back and to give it back to me. It cost me everything to sacrifice Isaac. But I'm going to stand there and I know this God will raise him up from the dead. And I will take him back home to his mother. That's this kind of faith. That's the faith I'm talking about. The faith that is ready to lay something down before God. Say, God demands something. You put it down. It's going to cost you everything. But you don't mind putting it down. And you stand there and you know. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. It might be everything I have. But I know. My God. He is able. He will. Bring it back to me. Hallelujah. You see, not a, a lot of that's why a lot of our giving is a joke because we've never come to this point where it will move in this dimension. And this that Abraham did provoke God. It triggered something in his relationship with God. From this time, things change. In fact, look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. Hmm? This is the same Isaac in whom God said, in, in Isaac shall your seed be called. So God had already put a promise and said, it's in Isaac. This promise will be fulfilled. I'll make you a great nation. Multitudes. But it is through Isaac. Isaac has not married. Isaac has not had any child. And yet he's going to be killed. So Abraham was rehearsing all of this in his mind for three days. And then he got to a point, his faith, he could now see Isaac being raised from the dead. I'm going to obey God. He was not planning to disobey God. No, he was going to obey God completely. But he said in his mind, I know God will still fulfill his word. He will still fulfill his word. A lot of times we, 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 we struggle to obey God because we are trying to figure things out with our minds and we are not allowing faith to lead us. So if God should ask you for anything, I want you to know that it doesn't cost you anything to obey God. It doesn't cost you anything to obey God. If you will obey God, God will give you much more than you gave to Him. Hallelujah. So where is the faith that sacrifices? 
you will see in that place in Hebrews, I mean, in, uh, in Genesis 22, after Abraham did this. Look at what, let's go back there. See. And this is the kind of faith that Abel had. <laughs> the, 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 the faith that sacrifices. Genesis 22. <clears throat> Look at verse 10. Even, in fact, if you, if you look at verse 9, how Abraham tied the boy. I mean, I, for Isaac to even allow himself to be, to be tied. This old man, a hundred and something, tying a young, <laughs> a young energetic man. Can you imagine the conflict? Did he, uh, how did he convince Isaac to surrender himself? To be tied. And Isaac has seen his father offer sacrifices. So he knows what happens. If you were Isaac, will you allow yourself? Huh? Your father says to you, don't worry my son, I know what I'm doing. Just, huh? Just give me your hands. And he brings it, ties it. Bring your feet. He ties. And then ties you to the wood. And put you on the altar. Ah! And he takes the knife. <laughs> My Lord, there is a faith. There is a kind of faith that we still need in our generation. Amen. The faith that sacrifices. Hmm? So let's look at verse 10. Come on, verse 10. Look at verse 10. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He took it. My goodness. This is not a joke. And God is watching. I'm sure heaven is watching. Jesus is watching. The Father is watching. The Holy Spirit is watching. The angels are all watching. And the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know, come on, there is a place where God will speak like this concerning you. And he will say, for now I know. For now I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. A lot of times when God speaks to you to sacrifice like this, it's because God is about to usher you into another dimension. I'm telling you. He's about to take you into another dimension in your walk with him. In your relationship with him. So, from this time, God says, now I know that you fear God. Now, is it that God didn't know before now? No. But God now has been able to establish legally before the entire universe that when I start blessing Abraham, nobody should make, nobody should say anything because he has proven 
and it's recorded now that he fears God. Then look at the next verse. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the ticket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son Isaac. And Abraham called the name, uh, the name of the place the Lord will provide as it is to this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself, can you see? I said, whenever God is bringing you to that place, when he wants to shift you into another dimension in your relationship with him, in your walk with him, he gives you certain instructions. And if you will offer, if you will not withhold, and you will offer the sacrifice that he asks of you, he says, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. <laughs> he says, blessing, I will bless you. Oh my goodness. This is God now saying, listen, it has come to a dimension. Nothing can change it. Even you, Abraham, can't stop it. Blessing? <laughs> In Nigeria, we say, nyaf, nyaf, nyaf. <laughs> I don't know how to translate that. <laughs> Blessing? Nyaf, nyaf, nyaf. Huh? Blessing, I will bless you. He says, multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Why? Because you sacrifice. Because you sacrifice. Look at the Jewish nation today. My goodness. See prophecy unfolding right before our eyes. The promise that God made to Abraham is still being fulfilled today. Abraham is dead and gone. He's still being fulfilled today. Do you know that there are things you do that will affect your children and your children's children, even after you've gone, the sacrifice will still be speaking. Like in the case of Abel. Though he's, he's dead, he still speaks. This thing Abraham did is still speaking. He's <laughs> still speaking over the Jewish nation. So, I mean, they make mistakes, but let me tell you, God is with them. Don't go against them. If you want God's blessing. Amen? I know, I know exactly what is happening in the media. It's not the truth. Those guys own that place. Historically, I'm telling you, go study it. God gave it to the Father 3,500 years ago. Go study it. <coughs> Palestinians didn't even exist by the time God gave them.
there's a faith that we need to walk in. The faith that does not withhold when God says offer. Do you understand? It takes faith for you to do that. It's not just ordinary, I'm telling you. It, there is a faith that is required. When God says, do this for me. I want this from you. Give me this Isaac. I, what are you going to do? If you don't give it, then you are worshipping that thing. But when you let go, it comes back to you. In folds. Multiple folds. Look at Say your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. They are surrounded by enemies now. Correct? Yeah. How come? Do you know that Israel is the most peaceful place in the Middle East? <laughs> One of the most peaceful places. Hmm? They possess the gates of their enemies. But we can tap into this as well because we are part of this. Amen. By faith. And that's why we need faith more than ever. The natural Israel is not even exercising faith and it is happening for them. How much more you and I who have faith the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. David talks about the people that make a covenant by sacrifice. No wonder God now spoke clearly and said because of what Abraham has done. Look at the next verse, verse 18. He says, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Why? Look. Why? Come on. Why? Because you have obeyed my voice. Can you see that? When you obey things happen to your descendants. Amen. Come on. Amen. When you obey, your seed, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Do you know that today, if you want to look at the contribution Israel has made to humanity, my goodness, you will be amazed if we are to list them up. I'm talking natural now, before talking spiritual. Of course, you know that we came from there, right? Spiritually. We are in Christ today. We have been grafted in, according to, to, to Paul, because of them. Because of their blindness, we were grafted in. Imagine the time that God would open their eyes. What will happen to us? My goodness. It's going to be glorious. Hmm? Because Abraham obeyed the voice of God. So this kind of faith comes, it means that there are instructions that come. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice, it's because he heard and he obeyed. If Cain did not offer a, a, an excellent sacrifice, it's because he heard but he didn't obey. Are you following me? Yeah. So this faith we're talking about is a faith that comes when God instructs you. When God tells you to do something, you do it. 
Even if nobody has done it before, you still do it. Are you getting me? And that way I'm telling you, you are going to stand out distinctly. One day in heaven they'll be telling your story like this. When the story of your life is being told. Do you want that? I do. I don't know about you. But let's stand up on our feet. Let's talk to the God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.